0: Hello, Poke fans, welcome to the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short. Your twice monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me, as always, are my fellow trainers Slykick, and Sulker. Alola! Today is June 26th, 2017, and this is Stabcast, Episode 19: Poke Themes Anthems Across Generations. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of our venture into the deeper world of Pokémon. This week, Trainer Sulker will be leading a discussion about Pokémon themes. But first, let's talk about our Poké Weeks.
1: Sulker, I'd like you to start. Well, thank you. Uh, So let's see, my Poké Weeks, I suppose, have kind of been dedicated to Magikarp Jump, which we talked about on our last episode... Uh, I've become a little bit of an addict. Not not as bad as other people, but uh, I'm rank 41 in that game now, and I'm at generation 48. My current Magikarp is uh, Calico. I'm all about, like, there are too many things I could talk about at this game, but I feel like I'm just rambling.
0: Honestly, I feel like the more you talk about it, the better. I feel like a lot of people are not giving that game a fair shake, and I've watched you play it, and I've kind of really come to appreciate it based on watching you play
1: Good because I could still go on and I will. Um, so, there are like patterns and stuff for different kinds of Magikarp as we discussed previously. I've got like 51% of those now, uh, with my favorite being pink dapples and skelly, which looks like a skeleton, which I think I showed you when I got that one.
0: You sure did.
1: Um, also, you can collect all these cute little Poke friends that come and live in your house. I just got uh, Litten yesterday, so pretty pleased about all that. Uh, The other thing in my Poke Week is I opened my first four packs of uh, my Sun and Moon Guardians Rising TCG packs, uh, which got me some cute little highlights. Uh, The Trubbish, Gothica, and Gumi cards are all like little action figures on their cards. The Gumi's like, uh, what is the phrase? It's knit. And then uh, there's a little energy lotto card, shiny, which I thought was cool, and a uh, beware because it's beautiful and bad.
0: Yes. Okay. Is there uh, anything else? Nope. That's it for me.
1: Slag kick.
2: So I have something a little different from the usual in terms of Poke Weeks. So I went to a build a pair <laughs> workshop, which normally would be LOL, but of course, as you probably know, they have Pokemon uh build a bear well build a pokemon available and so I made a squirtle build a squirtle and eevee and they're both really cute. I got the exclusive uh you know outfits that came with them. The Eevee has like Pokeball pajamas that are really cute and the Squirtle has an ultra ball hoodie. And, like, I'd never done the Builder bear thing before, so I didn't really know what to expect. But, I mean, they're actually really well-made. So, I mean, like, even though it's more expensive than, you know, what you would pay for your typical Pokemon plush that you'd find at Target or Toys R Us or whatever, you know, it's definitely worth the uh, price. And like I said, they're really well-made. They're really cute. And uh, I am glad that I was able to have that experience and it also came with some special trading cards so dude i'm not gonna lie
1: those things are super cute i saw you post them well you were sending us pictures when you got them which not gonna lie i got a little jealous about but i thought they were super cute
2: yeah they are really cute and um my understanding is that um only the couple of um different outfits are online exclusive otherwise i mean like uh they were out of charmanders the day that i went but uh you know, otherwise, like, you can get them in basically any Build-A-Bear store. So uh, I will probably go back and make a Charmander and a Pikachu at some point because they're really cute.
0: So that's the, the most notable thing. I totally love it. I'm sorry, continue.
2: Oh, yeah, your Pikachu, Build-A-Pikachu is really cute. Um, I know I was saying that was, like, the most notable uh, thing in my Poké uh, Otherwise, you know,
0: just keeping up with the anime. Um, and, you know, that's about it. Wow, uh compared to you guys, I have been pretty boring. I picked my 3DS back up. Um, funny enough, it was actually, I picked it up to play the new Fire Emblem 3DS game, but my copy of Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon was still in my 3DS, so I started playing that again. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. Still want to talk about it here on the show sometime. But there's not a whole lot more than that to, to really say. Like, I haven't had any epic stories or anything. Um, about- you know, if I could...
2: Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, continue. I was going to say, if I could kind of uh, jump off of that uh, 3DS... Well, you weren't really making a point about 3DS, but you were talking about uh, playing your 3DS. Like, you know, we t- we talked about on our um, uh, po- Stabcast Mini, or whatever we called it, that... Um, about the idea of not having Pokemon stars or whatever. And, like, you know, I mean, I'm fine not having stars this year, but, like, I just really wish there was some sort of Pokemon game on Switch because, like, I just, I find, even though, you know, the 3DS is just, I mean, obviously even more portable, arguably, than a Switch, I just, I find... Myself not wanting to bother loading up my 3DS because I'd rather be playing something on Switch, which just maybe is a personal problem. But, like, I just I really wish there was something
1: Pokemon on Switch. All right. That's all. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I definitely wish there was something on Switch with Pokemon right now. Like,
2: I guess we'll have Pokemon soon enough, so.
1: Which I guess we'll talk about in a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, with all that having been said, Sulker, I believe you have our first Muse story or Poke news. You want to take it away? Yeah, so let's talk about this first news story. Uh, The Shining Legends set is set to release in North America. Uh, So interestingly, this new set of Pokemon TCG cards will be keeping the same name uh, as the Japanese set, so it will be Shining Legends both here and there. Um, There have been quite a few cards confirmed for it. Uh, In North America, we're supposed to be getting Mewtwo GX, Entei GX, Latios, Shining Jirachi, Zekrom, uh, Keldeo and Shining Volcanion, Uh, and we know that in Japan, uh, there have been also confirmed Shining Mew, Shining Ho-Oh, Shining, uh, Celebi, Arceus, who is also Shining, uh, Pikachu, Mewtwo, Palkia, Litten, and Marshadow. Uh, the Japanese set is supposed to feature about 72 cards. um, In America, Shining Legends will be treated like, uh, the generation set of cards was treated. Uh, so that means that our, the booster packs will only be available within boxed products. Uh, the first two of which we'll get here will be Shining Legends Pikachu Pin Collection, which comes with a, uh, foil promo Pikachu card, a collector's pin, three Shining, uh, Shining Legends booster packs, and an online card game code, uh, We will also be getting a Shining Legends Mewtwo pin collection, which will basically be the same thing, but featuring Mewtwo. Um, We also know that it will have an Elite Trainer box, which comes with 10 booster packs, a Shining Ho-Oh promo card, and 65 Ho-Oh sleeves. So that is our first news story. There is a lot there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I have it relatively easier. Um, you know, we also have word here of the upcoming Tapu Lele pin collection. This is going to be releasing in America and in Europe on August 4th, which is the same day that the Burning Shadows set will be hitting store shelves. Uh, the box is going to come with a Tapu Lele holo promo, a Tapu Lele pin, three booster packs, and an online card game code card. I'm really excited about this. I think that the
1: actual pin looks adorable. Um, what do you guys think? Wait, wait. So is that a pin, or is that like a little charm down at the bottom there?
0: Well, so that's, oh, the Japanese, yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Is the Japanese keychain charm, which is what all of our pins have been based on.
1: Oh, I didn't
0: really know. Really cute. It is very cute.
2: Alright, well, uh, I guess I have probably, not that card news isn't big news, but I have probably uh, some of the biggest news this week to talk about, and that is some major updates that are on their way, at, and I believe, I guess, are they, they're already live now. I haven't loaded up, loaded up Pokemon Go in a little bit, but it, um, we have a lot of new features coming to a Pokemon Go, kind of overhauling the gym experience. So, you know, uh, gyms were kind of A little bit basic so to speak in the original you know launch release of pokemon go but uh there's gonna be a lot of changes about gyms and just kind of uh ways for trainers to work together and to improve the gym experience so uh one thing about gyms is that you'll be able to spin the photo disc like a pokestop which is pretty cool so i I assume that they will function the same as, you know, in terms of giving you some items, which is excellent. Um, It will also um, be a limit on, uh, you know, you can only have one of each Pokemon at a time instead of having, like, five Dragonites or whatever. There will be six permanent slots that you can fill if you are the controlling team. And over time, uh, Pokemon who are defending the gym will lose motivation which is a like a, just like a you know not like a stat but it'll be like you know have a meter that counts down and uh you can replenish it with berries um it will give a temporary cp decrease which will allow it to be easier to defeat so basically if you want to keep control of your gym you're gonna have to be Hitting it up, giving your Pokémon berries is what I understand. And there will also be gym badges, which is going to be your kind of memento for uh, traveling around and combating at the gym. And perhaps most exciting is raid battles. And my understanding is this is a little bit more along the lines of some of the things that Ingress does, which, you know, I'm, I'm not as familiar with that game, but... Basically, you will be playing with other trainers to um, defeat kind of a boss Pokémon, or called a Raid Boss, and you will uh, be able to try and catch a Pokémon. Uh, so, like for example, one of the ones they showed was Tyranitar. So if Tyranitar is the Raid Boss and you and your friends or, you know, strangers defeat that Raid Boss, you have a chance to catch a uh whatever pokemon you battled there's also some new um berries there's rare candies which will you know be candy for whichever pokemon you give it to and some other uh types of berries as well so
0: that all sounds really awesome uh, let me ask you you had noted that you haven't really been so much on the pokemon go tip of late do you think this will bring you back
2: uh i mean it might you know I, I I never really did the gym thing to begin with, but I I can see the raid battle being kind of cool. I mean, you know, definitely I'm willing to uh, you know see. Like I said, I I don't know. Is, is it, like, are the raid battles live in the game now, or? Uh...
1: I believe they're live for anyone who's level twenty and above right now.
2: Right, I feel like that just kind of rolled out over the past day or so. Uh, so I like, for example, I know that we have. Uh, a meet up with some friends on Saturday coming up, so uh, maybe there'll be a raid battle that we could do or something, so.
1: Well, I did see a raid battle, actually, down the street from my place when I was just looking at Pokemon Go, so I guess I could walk over there and try that. I mean, not right now, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be Excellent. stuck around for the show, at least. I mean, you could, I mean, I'm doing it as research. I could dial in. Just
2: get that mobile, get that mobile app and, uh, Mobile Skype app, oh, I guess you could, we can do that and run uh, PokeGo at the same time. Oops. I think you can. Time to buy a set. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, uh, that that does it for my coverage of the Pokemon Go stuff. So, Sulker.
0: Well, I want to ask you, Sulker, um, how are you doing with this? I know that you do play PokeGo.
1: Have you uh, experienced any of the new features yet? I mean, no, I have not. Uh, I've really only been using it to tap Pokestops and like capture little guys as I go along. I guess I also did hit level twenty six in this game the other day accidentally.
0: Accidentally?
1: Well, I mean, so I was just like I opened it while I was sitting at home and there was a Charmander, so I caught it and then I hit level twenty six. It was an accident.
0: Well, congratulations! Oh, ac- accidental Charmander! Oh, your life is so <laughs> tough. <laughs> All right, well then, why don't we move on? Sulker? I think you have our next news story?
1: Yeah, the next news story we have is coverage of the uh, Pokken Tournament E3 tournament, uh, or Invitational, I suppose. Uh, so at this year's E3, Nintendo threw a Pokken Tournament tournament uh, in which I actually don't remember how many players went up against each other in this tournament, but it all really boiled down to the uh finals and the secret boss battle did you guys catch this i sure did
2: i i unfortunately did not but i was uh i i saw excited messages from both of you
1: okay so for you so uh, it was two teams of two uh, essentially going at each other at the end um two of which were professional Pokken players and the other two i believe were just youtube play or like stars not just i mean but you know people from youtube uh so they duke it out, and I believe it was Matt Pat's team that won. Is that correct? Does anyone remember Matt Pat? I believe
0: that's correct. I mean, I really can only say like that it was Alistair that did the winning, but I can't recall I think he was on on Matt Pat's team.
1: okay. um at any rate, th- then the two of them go on to face suddenly these two developers. Uh, I believe that was. Haruki Suzuki Suzuki and uh, Masaki Hoshino. Is that correct? Anybody got notes on this one? No? Okay. That tracks what I'm looking at. Um, And yeah, it didn't go so great for those guys. I mean, the developers had a great time, and you could tell that they were at times toying with and pitying the uh, non-devs. All in all, I thought it was a fun way to kind of get the hype going for Pokén. What do you guys think about this?
0: You know, this watching this actually made me so hyped for Poken Tournament DX, uh particularly watching Suzaki-san and Hoshino-san. Like, it's clear that the way I was playing Poken isn't the way you're supposed to play Poken. And now that I've seen it, like, I want to play this game on that level. <laughs> hmm. Can you can you elaborate
2: a little more? Like like what how were you playing and like how, how is this game meant to be played?
0: I mean, it's Are, more of a serious fighting game. It's it's kind of hard to quantify. I would really just suggest that everyone watch the video. Um, you know, instead of playing it like a virtual-on, slower-paced kind of 3D arena battler, it really does kind of sing when you play it more like a, a Tekken-style 3D fighter. Well, it is called Poken. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: absolutely. The thing is, I don't remember if Poken played that slowly. Or if it was, like, if it was me or if the game just felt laggy every time I played it. Yeah,
0: I, um, you know, and I keep meaning to uh, hook my Wii U back up so that I can, like, just give old Pokken Tournament a try again. It just, um, watching this video, everything went so much faster and was so much fiercer and the combos were super interesting. I'm just like, where was all this? Like, I must have been playing this game super wrong. Okay, this weekend, let's boot it up and try it out. We're gonna do it, and maybe uh, our next stabcast will be, uh, we're sorry, Pokin Tournament, you were right all along. <laughs> <laughs> this actually gives- Poken me, Redeemed. This actually gives me the perfect segue, though, so I'm I'm just gonna take this and run. Uh, you know, the reason I don't have my Wii U hooked up is because I have a limited number of HDMI ports on my TV, and I currently have my Nintendo Switch hooked up. You don't say. Of course, we do know that Pokin Tournament DX is coming to Switch. I, uh, Actually pre-ordered it after watching that tournament at E3. That's how much I was, I was into, uh, that competition. Uh, but we also got during Nintendo's E3 Direct, which, I mean, it actually had like the title software spotlight. I don't care. Is it a direct? Um, they basically had Tsunekazu Ishihara-san come on for a brief moment to note that Game Freak has begun developing a Pokemon core title exclusively for the Nintendo Switch he did note that the game will likely not be ready for more than a year. However, a lot of us um, were initially like, oh my gosh, that means it's going to be 2019. Um, and then a lot of people were like, hey wait, calendars are a thing. And it turns out that if you look at Pokemon's traditional release window of, uh, you know, like November, late November, mm-hmm. still be well over a year after when this announcement was made and still be looking at November 2018. So, I think that's what a lot of us are expecting, and I think that's why a, a lot of us now are thinking that uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon um, is hitting as quick Quickly as it did after Sun and Moon, so uh, definitely a lot to think about, a lot to be excited about, and uh, fingers crossed that if it, if they're not all new games, that they're at least like Diamond and Pearl remakes or something. <laughs> 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 but I'd be
1: so into that. I mean, everyone would be, but I, I kind of want that to be either Stars or I don't know the next generation. My thing is, after
0: Sun and Moon last year, and then I'll play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon this year, I'm not going to want to do Stars next year. I'm going to want something else.
1: Okay, then let's would, hope for something feel, new.
2: How would you feel, because I was thinking about this the other day, like, uh, if it is an next-gen game, how would you feel if um, battling, I mean, maybe maybe it wouldn't be like every, maybe it would still be, you know, at its core, a turn-based RPG, but kind of basing Or not basing, but, you know, like, taking a further step from the island challenges that we had in Alola. Like, uh, if there were, like, uh, the funny thing is I was thinking of the Final Fantasy 7 snowboarding minigame, actually. (laughs) And then I was thinking of the Orange Islands. Well, because I was was also thinking about the Orange Islands in the anime and how, like, they had to do, like, um, little challenges and stuff. Like, how would you feel about, like, elements like that being part of it if it was, like, a you know like full 3D game
1: um, but still
2: still having you know traditional
0: pokemon battles for the most 7.
1: part 7.8 out of 10 too much water <laughs> You
0: know, I um I'll I s I'll say I'm I'm always willing to go with Pokemon Company wherever they want to take Pokemon Game Freak at, at all, you know. Um I'm always willing to go wherever they want to take me on these adventures, but I will say I, I get something very specific out of the traditional Pokemon games, and I don't really want them to change it too wildly. So would I, would I go along with it? Would I enjoy it? Probably yeah. Is that something I actively want? I don't think so.
2: You know, I they I think they would also risk um, alienating. Uh, you know, like because I mean, one of the things about Pokemon that the core games that make them so appealing is that they're pretty easy to. You know, they're pretty. They have a pretty easy entry point, and then if you want to get more competitive with it, or you know, more advanced tactics, then you can. You know, you have room to do that. But uh, so I feel like they really still have, its core has to have you know, this, the, a very similar type of gameplay.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't think we have any reason not to expect this thing in the la- latter half of next year. Fingers crossed.
1: More details as they arrive.
0: And how. So, Why, you want to wrap us up tonight?
2: Yeah, so we are going to be getting a new figure collection, um, and this is going to be for Alolan Raichu. This is coming in October. It'll have a foil of promo of alolan raichu and alolan raichu figurine for booster packs and a pokemon trading card game online code card in europe they will be getting the alolan raichu box and it will come with a jumbo alolan card um apparently there are some some laws about plastics in europe i don't know um so yeah this will be really cute i love alolan raichu i love that alolan raichu loves pancakes and i will probably be picking this up
0: in october yeah i will definitely be picking this up i love alolan raichu and i just love these little figures so it's like a win-win for me do you also love that alolan raichu loves pancakes i mean i dig pancakes so yes
1: i mean that's kind of a given right for like are do people not like pancakes
0: If they do,
2: they are wrong. (laughs) Anyway, that does it for our Poké News or Muse. So, Sulker, I guess it's time for you to kick things off.
1: So, okay, it is time for our discussion point of the week, or topic of the week. Um, This week we're going to be talking about uh, Poké Themes, uh, Anthems Across the generations. Not to be confused with our discussion on Poké Memes, which happened an episode and a half ago. Um, Are we going to talk
2: about Poké <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say that.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Dream Eater. Um Dream Radar. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Thing, right, <laughs> There was that too. Uh so what prompted this discussion for us? Well, amongst the fact that we have ears, uh, there is also the fact that Mizase Pokemon Master or Aimed to Be a Pokemon Master returned to the Sun and Moon anime uh starting on episode thirty And uh, this led us to want to kind of discuss our favorite songs across the generations Uh, and regions also, you know, North America and Japan, though I suppose you could have included picks from any generation or region. If any of you picked like a Latin American Pokemon theme, I'm going to be very happy.
0: You know, I kind of wish I had. I also kind of wish I had picked, like, a French one. I remember um, when the Pokemon anime was first running and I was in high school, like, some of the girls in my anime club, they would, like, go online and download all of these rando, like, not just Pokemon, but largely Pokemon. Like, this is what anime openings are like in other territories. And I feel like the French ones were always the bombest, like Sailor Moon and stuff. Like also Pokemon. There's
2: a great German Sailor Moon one I remember but uh of those days of audio galaxy right Ah pretty much <laughs> That's where I got a lot of those early uh, Japanese anime songs including Pokemon but uh I will wait my turn.
1: <laughs> well uh, so for our listeners, we will be uh, each discussing our top three um, Pokemon anime themes or songs I suppose I didn't really quantify that up front. Um, so, our format will be as follows. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the song title, who is the artist or artists behind it, uh, and where you can find it in the anime canon. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about why we each enjoy this song or why each individual dis- enjoys their particular song. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and start our discussion with Spike, if you'll take it off. Fantastic. Uh, of course. Or take it away. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, I'll take it off. So, (laughs) I mean, Freudian slip on my part. This
2: this is a podcast about a children's television show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate has been said yet. Calm down, y'all. So my number one pick is actually going to Aurora from the Japanese Sun and Moon opening. Uh, this is, of course, only the opening for episodes 1 through 29. The artist is credited as Satoshi to Pikachu. Obviously, we know that to be Rika Matsumoto-san and Ikue Otani-san. And I think the thing that I really love about this song is that it has such a great energy, and it gets you really hyped for, like, the Sun and Moon adventures specifically. Like, it puts you in the right attitude for that. And, you know, going into the Sun and Moon anime, I cannot overstate how trepidatious I was. Uh, You know, we were dealing with Ash being seemingly de-aged, seemingly, you know, becoming less competent again and going back to school. Uh, You know, we have this whole wacky, softer art style, fewer hard edges and stuff. Uh, So in the months leading up to the Sun and Moon anime, I was trashing it super bad. I was not excited at all. I was really...
1: You really were.
0: Yeah, right? So I I was super bummed um but then the first time i saw this opening and heard this song i was screaming uh you know all the little litten appearances and pop leo and uh Mokuro. yeah i'm like what is Mokuru ca- Mokuru ha- rallet, how dare you rallet Rowlet, yes. Uh, you know, the way that they're just all so adorable and interacting with Pikachu and everything. Um, and, you know, again, the energy and the, and the fun, it really came through in that opening and it set the tone perfectly for the anime. I ended up getting super into it. And, you know, I pretty religiously watched the Japanese aired episodes of Sun and Moon. So I can't really think of higher praise than that. You know, I, I had a brief flirtation in the mid aughts. With the Pokémon anime during the Advanced Battle era, and I'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Uh, but for me, this is the first time since that era that I've really religiously watched the anime as it's airing. And a big part of it is that uh, the Alola setting came together so well, and I think that's just completely summed up by this song. Uh, what are your
1: guys' thoughts on this one, uh, Sulker? So, you know I really love this song. I'm sad that we're, like, as far as where we are in our watch through of this, we're almost done with this song. I think we're in the early 20s, so we've got it for a little bit longer, and I'm happy about that. Um, I th- I agree with everything you've said, and it gets me so excited every time I listen to it, or when we're watching the anime, and that just that music kicks in, and I just kind of want to dance a little. Yeah, I totally, totally relate. And what
0: about you, Slaggy?
2: yeah I think it's uh a lot of fun it definitely sets the mood for Alola. It's you know just very sunny and warm and a lot of fun and you know the um the the way the uh animation matches with it uh you know like sometimes when we see uh the American versions, you know, definitely doesn't fit right, like, compared to how the Japanese themes go. And, I mean, this is definitely the case. This isn't my, I'm not trying to trash Under the Alolan Sun, but Under the Alolan Sun is terrible, and uh, Alola is great.
0: And, you know, I will say, I don't think it's, I actually don't think Under the Alolan Sun is terrible per se. I think it just really suffers in a direct comparison to Aurora. So, all right, well, then, with that having been said, Sly Kick, why don't we take one from you? All right, I'm going to start
2: things off with Rival. It was the Orange Islands theme, so it was from episodes 81 to 116 of the anime. It and is is that
0: a Japanese theme or English Yes, this, theme?
2: this is Japanese. It is uh, by Rika Matsumoto, who is the voice of Satoshi. And one of the things that I enjoy about the Japanese themes is that I believe all of the main themes have been done by Rika Matsumoto-san, and so it's kind of cool to have that touch because we have not had that done with, you know, the American themes. It's always been, you know, other randos. So, uh, you know, I mean, I've I've been a fan of her singing in Pokemon since the Mizasei Pokemon Master Days, and so uh, I really like this one a lot. Um, I actually found this one after we had... Um, already started getting Orange Islands episodes here in the United States. So, you know, there was Pokemon World, which they was, like, a rap song, basically. And so, like, um, kind of in the way that uh, you you were talking about with Alola and Sun and Moon, like, um, you know, the Orange Islands episodes are, you know, kind of controversial. You know, Brock wasn't there, and the gyms, like, you know, didn't have like, actual Pokemon battles and stuff, so, you know, that that arc of the anime is kind of controversial, but, um, the theme just really fits well with it, it's got this, like, really great power pop vibe, kind of, like, I would compare it to Boston, the band, like, more than a feeling, <laughs> like, there's, like, even some, like, right 70s-style vocal harmonies going on, and, uh, so I just, I think it's uh, a really great song, uh, even if it's, um, not that strong uh, episode arc wise. Like, um, it was definitely, like, I was definitely putting it on anime mixed CDs that I would burn. And, uh, you know, uh, just, it, would, it actually makes me want to go and watch those in Japanese to see if, uh, you know, I would, if it would have the same effect that you were saying for Alola
1: awesome all right sucker what about you well well hold on hold on hold on let's hear what uh spike has to say about that song then
0: oh yeah i'm sorry it's all good um you know i actually think this is a really fire open um i wasn't super familiar with it before this episode but in the prep for this episode i watched a video of like all the opens and then i watched a video of all the closes and um I actually thought that this one was fantastic. I I, we, I had sort of known you were going to pick it, and I was just like, yes, I totally get why.
1: What about you, Sulker? Uh, so I'm going to admit that this is actually on my, like, Pokemon playlist on SoundCloud. So some mornings, I it's like part of my morning jam to just, like, kind of wake up, and this is, like, on the slower end of the spectrum so it's kind of the wake up part so you know i think of it in a positive light
2: now i just imagine you like
1: psyching
2: yourself up for ripping like ataku, Megaton punchy.
1: <laughs> i mean you're not wrong good life are crazy. you spying on him no you i can know, just
2: hear him all the way across town
0: Hmm.
1: well what about you sulker what is your number one well i'm so mine are not in necessarily any order they're just like my, my top three regardless of order because i you know as a parent you can't have a favorite but it's totally jimmy everybody knows it's jimmy um so my first song this evening will be v boruto or v Volt uh by artist yusuke i believe is his name uh this is featured in the japanese anime episodes uh one through 28 of x and y uh, so this is kind of uh, my favorite, uh, one of my favorites, I should say, uh, in that it's kind of the first intro we get into the Kalos region, which is where I really feel like modern Pokemon kind of got super hype again. Uh, and I think that this kind of sets the tone appropriately. Uh, not gonna lie, I also just enjoy kind of dancing around to this song. Um, like, if you are ever just cleaning house and you need something to dance to, just put it on. Dance. You'll enjoy this. Um, what do you think about this song, Slag Kick?
2: Uh, I think it's great Uh, You know, I'm always a little partial To the Japanese themes, honestly And, uh, you know Like you said, the uh, X and Y, even though we've Poked some fun at, like, you know Goldeen's not being animated and stuff Like, the X and Y um, Anime was overall pretty hype And there were some great battles And the animation quality Was amazing And, uh, you know, uh, and the music, too
0: Great, and Spike? Yeah, I, um, you know, I think this is a a really great song. It's kind of funny because we were talking about the XY anime here on the show in our earliest days, and I actually really liked the opening song to the North American airing for this. Um, it's, you know, like a cover of the Pokemon theme, like, is that song really just called Pokemon theme? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was actually a little biased towards that, and then I heard this, and I was just, again, I was screaming. Um, A lot of times I feel like the Japanese Pokemon intros are just, like, really, like, interestingly done pop music. Also, major credit to you for picking a Japanese opening song that is not by, like, the voice actors for Satoshi. (laughs) (laughs) What? I have to be a little different. Of course you do. Uh, did you have anything else to say? No,
1: that was it. Why don't you talk about your next song?
0: Well, then I'm going to surprise everyone in the world by picking an American song. <sighs> right? Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm i kind of known for being one of those people, having been playing import Pokemon games since the 90s, downloading import ROMs and playing them in Japanese before any English-translated uh, Pokemon games officially came out in North America. But... I had a really interesting phase in my life where um, I basically just gotten out of a long-term relationship with someone who is a free- loading jerk and, asshole, and I didn't want to do anything but sit at home playing Pokemon and watching Pokemon. And so I fell into the sort of like advanced battle era episodes. Um, I was playing just like Fire Red and Leaf Green basically nonstop, and I ended up getting really into the song "Unbeatable." Uh, this is the opening song for Pokemon Advanced Battle episodes 93 to 145. It also appears in the movie Lucario in the Mystery of Mew, which, yes, also, Lucario. which also is amazing because Lucario is one of my favorites. Um, it's done by the artist David Rolfe, and it's like this really super generic pop punk song. But honestly, like early to mid aughts generic pop punk is Totally a guilty pleasure of mine. So this song kind of totally does it for me. Um, I know that when we were watching uh these opening songs a few weeks ago, we were watching them all together, and this one came on. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! I forgot all about this. Um, I'd like to ask you guys, what do you think? And since Slack Kick got picked first last
1: time, I'm gonna pick Sulker. Well, you know how I hate to talk. uh At any rate, I do like this song. Uh, I'm actually listening to it right now because the music or magic of the internet. Um, But I had not watched this during its original airing on TV, but I do remember you kind of just getting super excited when this came on the other night and then kind of taking a second look at this song and going, huh, I like it. So I guess I like it. Hooray. And you slide kick. Yeah. You know, I feel
2: like uh, this was an era where the um, English songs, we a little bit more palatable and uh, like, I mean, it, it's a little bit cheese ball, but I mean, it, it definitely uh fits a little more um, with, you know, like a, a pop punk or, you know, kind of radio rock style. I mean, and so I think it in that way holds up a little better than, you know, like Pokemon world, which uh by being so late nineties, hip hop, like kind of really dates it. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite of the English themes, but it's it's a solid and you know those I, I think those advanced the advanced era so to speak, you know, which is uh Ho-N, really is just underappreciated in a lot of ways. So props to you for uh highlighting that. Thank you. I I probably overall give it a 7.8 out of 10, too much water. <laughs>
0: All right, well, at some point, that meme goes stale. But let's mix this up, and let's ask Sulker for his number two, and
1: then we can go to slide kicks. Again, not in any particular order, so I'll just go ahead and talk about the Pokemon Johto opening. Uh, this is by artist PJ LaQuertia. Uh, this was in the American series, uh, episodes 117 through 157. Um, for me, this was a nice change of pace from our first two uh, themes that we kind of got, uh, the original Pokemon theme, and then... Oh, what was that second theme?
2: Pokemon World.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pokemon World. Uh, I mean, it was okay, but like Pokemon Johto felt like... It went in the right direction, one of the last few that I felt went in a good direction for a while after this for the American themes. Uh, so I really like it because it was kind of... For me, it was coming back to Pokemon in a way that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was like basically the second theme song that I actually cared about for them. Um, that's really all I have to say for it. Uh, I would recommend listening to it if you haven't. Um, kick, what do you think about this one?
2: Um... I heard. I remember hearing it a lot because I was still watching the anime pretty religiously at this point. Um, my my next one that I'm talking about actually kind of ties in to this, so um, I have a little bit of a of a bias. But um, you know, it was it was it kind of I, I can see where it, you know would be a refreshing pace because you know the first theme was very like yeah, gotta catch a ball, and then uh, Pokemon World was you know very cheesy. Um, Hip hop, so like it, you know, it was definitely uh, kind of more upbeat and uh, setting the tone of the new adventures in Johto. So yeah, how about you, Spike?
0: Yeah, this is a good one in my opinion. Um, you know, y'all sort of implied Pokemon world, and I just blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Pokemon Johto is a good one, is
2: it? We y- all live in a Pokemon world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, we were watching these videos. And That's how we lost our last viewer.
0: Oh, oh man! And uh, the Pokemon Johto theme came up, and you know you were like all into it, and I was like, oh yeah, this was this was a solid one. So I dig it. It's it's not one of my favorites. I wouldn't. For me, I wouldn't pick it in a conversation like this, but, you know, opinions are what make the world go round, and I definitely think it's a solid one.
1: Opinions are what make like the in, world go round.
2: Now, just despite us, uh, Trainer Salker is going to be like, every time we are hanging out now.
1: Yes, that's what I'll do despite you.
2: Okay, well, I guess it's my turn then, and I'm going to talk about OK, which is by Rika Matsumoto san. It is for the Johto, the first set of Johto episodes, 117 to 191, uh, still using the original numbering, because I think with, starting with Advanced Battle is when they started to um, change the numbering to be like, you know, A, B, 0, 1, or whatever, you know. Anyway, okay. so like, it's kind of the opposite of my experience with Rival, because at this point, you know, I had... Um, been, you know, buying, like I've talked about on here, I was buying, like, um, import Pokemon Best Collection on CD. I bought, like, the EGM that had, like, the first look at the gold and silver Pokedex with all the Japanese names. Like, I was, like, really into, you know, the. Japanese side of Pokemon. And, you know, like, uh, of course, me being, like, you know, 15, 16 at that point, I was like, oh, this is Pokemon in its purest form. Like, you know, it's not all sanitized by four kids, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I was able to, you know, find probably, like, a real, I know, right? Like, a Pokemon elitism. But um, <laughs> I I feel like I my first experience with this was probably, like, a a real player, real audio um, file, like, on some Pokemon fan site. It might have even been Garden, honestly. But then, you know, eventually was able to get a, like, ooh, 96 kilobits per second MP3. (laughs) But, uh, OK was, uh, definitely really hype. Uh, for me, it got me really excited for Gold and Silver because, you know, like, I was really into the games, you know. Um, and so, like, I just, I really have a strong association with that theme and it kind of, uh, it kind of almost felt like Mizaseh um, Pokemon Master Part 2. It's kind of like a little bit heavier, but kind of does some of the same things melodically, I guess. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's really a classic, and I enjoy it a lot. Sulker, what do you think of OK? Uh,
1: this I is another just one that's... Which is OK. I mean, Sorry. you you made the joke about your own song, so good. Um, I like the song. It's on another... It's, also on my Pokemon music list on SoundCloud, uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, I didn't ever see it like as part of like the anime. Like when I started like thinking, oh, I like anime music. Growing up, I've just kind of downloaded themes, and this was one of those that I just kind of listened to every once in a while back in the day. But for whatever reason, now is something that I just totally jam to. So I enjoy it. What about you, Spike?
0: Jam is the word. I love the guitars in this song. Um, I think that Okay is a really, really great Pokemon opening. I probably would have... I guess I wouldn't have picked this song, even if I knew Slaggy wasn't. um, But... It would have been, like, a number four for me if it wasn't on Slaggy's list. Like, I think it's a really great song. Every time I hear it, it's just, like, super hype, time to play some Pokemon, don't even want to watch the Johto episodes, I just want to play this game and, like, I don't know, like, headbang or something. It's, like, it gets me hyped the way that, like, Guilty Gear music gets me hyped. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh,
1: any Anything
0: else? No.
1: Do you um, want to talk about your next and yeah, final piece?
0: All right. This is Pikachu, no Uta, or Pikachu's Song. This is, of course, by Pikachu, or Ikue... (laughs) (laughs) It's by Pikachu, but yes, sorry. <laughs> and this is from XY episodes 129 to XY 131, which is not that many episodes. And I find that super irritating because this song's amazing. Um, it's, it was kind of like a low key internet meme for a few weeks, probably as long as it was the actual closing theme. I know that, you know, all of the big websites have done a big deal about like, you're, you will die from how cute this Pokemon video is. And uh, it's real talk. Uh, I think I did die. Um, it's basically Pikachu singing Pikachu at a bunch of bottles of ketchup and stuff.
1: He loves ketchup <laughs> so much. <laughs>
0: um, and this is, you know, most of the songs I've done here have been openings this is actually a closing but it's just one of those things where like the song itself even taken on its own the song is adorable and I could listen to it all day it's practically hypnotic but then you add to it that adorableness of the video that really captures like the personality of Pikachu and sort of the offbeat humor that the Pokemon anime has really developed and you know that we most see um, on full display in Sun and Moon currently I would say and it just all comes together it's just a really great closing Theme it, it. again. It might not get me like hype like some of these other songs, but it really does represent. I think what I really <laughs> about Pokemon as an adult. It's super cute and pretty weird. Uh, it's like what Pikachu no Uta. I think it's
2: adorable, cute, hilarious, and uh, like the just the Pikachu's in a bottle of ketchup. Like I was like cackling when they brought that back because Pikachu liking ketchup was just like one of those weird jokes that was like i wouldn't say it was obscure but you know like uh, i mean it was just like they really brought that back and i loved it
1: no you're absolutely right that is like one of the best things about that it i mean it is absolutely the best thing about that but well damn it that whole thing is the best thing about that
0: is that your comments on this song the whole
1: yeah, the whole thing is the best damn thing about it. It's it's adorable, it's got Pikachu, it's got ketchup. I can't hate on it.
2: So it's so much the best damn thing that it might as well be an Avril Lavigne record.
1: All right, well, uh, who wants to go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take one. Uh, so as Spike pointed out a little bit earlier, the Pokemon theme from the original American airing of Pokemon was called the Pokemon theme. Uh, this was done by artist Jason Page, featured in episode or American episodes one through 79. Uh, this song is basically the original bop that we can still pretty much get anyone who was alive at the time of the original airing of this show to basically sing along without really missing a beat. Um, it's probably like half the reason that I even stuck around for the poorly dubbed first eighty or so episodes. Uh, as a bonus, I highly recommend uh, listening to the Lindsay Sterling instrumental rendition of this song, uh, instrumental slash dubstep. Um, and also as Spike pointed out earlier, I do have to say, I really love the X and Y edition of this song, um, but I didn't really think it merited taking up like one of my other slots. Um, so yeah, I, I really love this song. It takes me back to my childhood, and it somehow was like super hype and like make you made you feel alive as a child. It's like the
0: definition of iconic, pretty much. What do you so, have anything else to say about it? I mean, you know, it's it's a classic. It's one of those songs that. I think entire generations of people can hear the first two notes of and immediately start screaming and having a bonding experience. Um, you know, it's kind of like emblematic of the entire Pokemon craze. It's, it's just this gigantic unifying thing that we all know and understand as much as I think you can any <laughs> <last> <laughs> show opening. So no, it's, it's iconic. I, I don't even, I literally don't know what to say. Slaggy?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's iconic. It's um, it's really, uh, like, um, at, at the time, it like, just it hit the right chord. And uh, I, I think would, my favorite, like, I'm just going to share a memory. It was at one of the Gamer X conferences where a buddy of ours, uh, Point Narf, on Twitter, uh, this came on during one of, like, you know, it was like the um, Gamer X dance party or whatever, and they uh, put on the theme, and, like, uh, he and I were just, like, belting it entirely at the top of our lungs uh and did not miss a beat full like you know three and a half or whatever minute version so like not just you know everyone knows i want to be the very best like no one ever was but like you know we we were getting those um second verses in and everything and like i mean that for me was just like showing that just that just proves how iconic it really is to me it's it's a great one it's a classic um and i love it in
1: any form Molto bene. Uh, and do you want to wrap up our discussion with your last pick of the evening? All right. I'm going to end things with the most recent ending,
2: which is posed by Okazaki taiku And he has done this theme for um, the beginning of Sun and Moon to present. Um, so it's the current ending theme. I just really like it. It's really um, fun and cute, and it has, like, cute chiptune beats. And what I also really like is the uh, ending animation that goes with it. So it's, like, you know, just mostly Ash or Satoshi in front of, you know, kind of like a Pokedex-style background doing Z-moves. It reminds me a a lot of, like a uh, yo Watch sort of, uh, ending theme. So, like, I think it works really well. It's funny because, you know, like, we had said, like, oh, with, uh, Rodom decks, it's, you know, they're really trying to make this more like Yokai Watch, but, uh, <laughs> this is kind of Yokai Watchers. but, uh, you know, I think it's really cute and memorable, and I, you know, a lot of times will skip past endings, you know, just in anime in general, but this is one that I am always happy, um to see at the end and you know uh i just i hope that they
0: keep it around for a while what do you think about this spike i love this closing song uh it's funny because every time i watch it like the animation that plays the one that has like the uh like z crystals like scrolling down the screen it always makes me think of like a rhythm game it makes me want this song to be in like taiko no Tetsujin or something super bad
2: definitely how about you soccer
1: uh i also very much enjoy this ending and i'm happy that we still have it in sun moon um the like the little things that happen to rotom decks are kind of my favorite thing about it like where he's getting hit with the electricity and fire um Bitty B. <laughs> yeah exactly and i don't know it it's like a nice ending to what's an already nice anime so i like it a lot fantastic With all that being said, do you want to take us into an anime discussion,
0: Spike? Sure thing. Today, we are going to be discussing Sun and Moon Episodes 21 and 22. Uh, Episode 21, One Journey Ends, Another Begins. Or, It's Time for Nyabi to Move On. Or, Nyabi, Tabirachi no Toki. So, uh, this episode was kind of a landmark episode for the Pokemon anime franchise. It's been really super hyped as like the first time the series proper has dealt with themes of like death in the pokemon world um so it's... sorry, sorry,
2: <laughs> sorry, I had to
0: so it's you know it's it's definitely a sentimental episode um. We get to meet up with Nyabi again, or, of course, Litten. Um, but unfortunately, it's very clear that his good friend Mulan is not doing so well. Uh, so, you know, Satoshi, being the good person that he is, carries Mulan to the Pokemon Center. But while he's carrying him, he even notes like Mulan is very light, like he's not doing so well. Um, unfortunately, at the Pokemon Center, Satoshi, Pikachu, and Rotom Dex learn that Mulan is is dying. So, you know, Mulan and Nyabi, they want to, like, go back to the riverside where they're living under a bridge because they're homeless, which is super effing sad. And, like, so they run away from the Pokemon Center so that Mulan can have his one last night in their hut under the bridge. Cool. Um, and, you know, I make a joke because it's it's actually really sad. Um, you know, Nyabi is literally, like... Resting on Mulan. They're really bonding and being adorable. And uh, Mulan uh, passes away in the night. It's, It's super sad. And Nyabi, once he figures it out, is just inconsolable. There's a whole visual metaphor involving autumn and leaves are falling and it's all just very dark and and very sad um something that i thought was really interesting is that team rocket's meowth has been like watching behind the scenes and is like the whole time like kind of trying to help nyabi and like even encouraging satoshi and pikachu to like talk to nyabi and be there for him so you know, Satoshi is, like, insistent that Nyabi eat some food. He brings him food from the market. And um, ultimately, you know, he wants Nyabi to join him. And so Nyabi makes it clear through Meowth that uh, the only way Nyabi is going to join up with Satoshi and his team is if they can best him in a fight. Uh, fortunately, he doesn't really stick to that because they have a pretty good fast fight which ends in a draw, but Nyabi does choose to become one of Satoshi's Pokémon, and it's really sort of shown that this is Nyabi's choice, because as Satoshi throws the Pokéball at him, Nyabi actually, like, leaps at it and gives it an adorable little tap with one of his front paws. Um, So, you know, it it, it is an episode that ends very well. It ends very happy and cute, but very dark and, and serious. And, you know, I really thought probably the best episode of this entire series so far um i'd like to know what you guys thought uh let's start with psychic um i thought this episode
2: was beautifully done um there were definitely points where i was tearing up a little bit um you know what was not done um like it was not done in any sort of emotionally manipulative way and like i was really impressed actually at um because once i figured out what was happening and satoshi got involved i'm like oh god satoshi's not gonna be able to handle this but like um like, Satoshi, like, was really, like, actually showed a lot of maturity, which I was really impressed by. And um, I also just thought, like, the, some of the choices that they made, like, um, when Nurse Joy is, you know, when we realize that, you know, Nurse Joy is telling uh, Satoshi, because Satoshi at first, you know, is stubborn and carries Muland all the way to the Pokemon Center. And then so, you know, when the, when it cuts to show to, um Satoshi and destroy talking, uh, you don't hear what they're saying. And instead, you just have, uh, you, it cuts to like the camera is inside the uh, room with Nyabi and Mulan. And but, I mean, like it's clear that she's telling uh, Satoshi that Mulan's dying. You know, like I just, I thought some of the, you know, choices that they made in terms of, you know, the visual and uh, musical, there's also a really, um, cute but in in the context sad song that um you know sings um and then there's the whole mustafa mulan is in the clouds sort of thing like i just thought it was really beautifully done and um probably 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 one of the strongest like i don't know if there's really the sort of thing like um like a emmy sort of thing like or like some sort of anime award but i i could see this being nominated for an award like i think it was that strong of an episode what about you, Sulker?
1: I have not not cried. Like I have not not cried at that episode since the Goodbye Butterfree episode. And what I mean is I chose to not cry during that episode because damn it was tempting to cry during that episode. Um yeah, it I don't know, as a dog person in general, like seeing Mulan, which is basically a like big old Scotty dog, get all corpsified for lack of a better term. Um uh, it was really depressing. Uh, I enjoy this show for its lightheartedness, but also now the fact that it's basically taking itself seriously as an anime is awesome, but also hurts me. Um, yeah, I really liked it. My catchphrase of the evening is, I really liked it. Um, the fight sequence at the end was cool. Nabi yeah, got thrown into a wall, which was sad. I really enjoyed the focus on him kind of still learning the fire... Fl- or flame... firefang.
2: Firefang,
1: yep. Yeah, Firefang. Uh, as kind of like Mulan's last gift to him, so... Aw, yeah. It it was a very touching, like, Generations Pass episode. Uh, I And, yeah, I agree with you guys. This is probably one of the best episodes of Pokémon that exists. I'm so happy I'm not alone in that thought.
0: All right, let's move on then to episode 22, A Shivering Shovel Search, or Beware of Shovels or Sukopu-ni-yo-chui. So, you know, um, we come back to Nyabi. He's still trying to figure out his fire fang. (laughs) And um, pretty quickly, Satoshi ends up pissing off a Tsunaba. Um, You know, we see the little shovel wandering around the beach. And because of the episode title, of course, we know that they should be staying away from it. But, of course, nobody does. And Iwanko kind of messes it up like he does because he's a cute little pupper. Um, so Satoshi, um, having seen the shovel get disheveled, is like, oh, I know how I'll fix this. I'll put Rotom decks on the Tsunaba's head. <laughs> and, like, why would you even do that? The Tsunaba gets so mad, it, like, rage evolves into a Shiro de Suna and, like, swallows up Satoshi and Nyabi, who is, you know, trying to rescue him because he's his new master. He ain't trying to lose two masters in one week. Oh, So, um, you know, both Nyabi and Rotom decks immediately become affected by Shirou suna's energy drain, and so all of the other Pokémon in Satoshi's team and all of the Pokémon of Satoshi's classmates all try to, like, team up in order to break them out. Um... Meanwhile, we get a little side plot where Satoshi and Ashimari are, like, off in the ocean trying to uh, find... Pikachu, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, who did I say? Satoshi. Pikachu oh, <laughs> uh, and Ashimari are off in the ocean trying to have, like, adventures finding a sh- rando shovel. And they end up just being really cute, as those two pokies always are. Um, ultimately, you know, Satoshi and... Nyabi are able to get out. Nyabi finally is able to correctly perform thing when it really counts. There's, you know, great teamwork involved. Um, I overall thought that this was a really fun but very light episode. It felt kind of fillery to me. Like, it kind of seemed like a, a bottle episode after how intense the previous episode was. But watching them together especially, like, I kind of needed that. So normally I describe an episode as kind of filler and it's a negative, but in this case it's it's actually a positive. Uh, what did you guys think? And let's start with Sulker this time.
1: See, I didn't really consider this one uh, fillery. I really considered it kind of a nice palate cleanser from the previous episode. Uh, so it's a, it gives us a little bit more of that lighthearted feel that I personally come to Pokémon for. Uh, I do have to say my favorite sequence in this episode was the underwater uh pikachu ashimari sequence where the uh, ashimari is trying to get the shovel in one of its balloons and just keeps hitting like magikarp and then like <laughs> a shelter and random pokemon that just keep getting in their way uh god damn Corsola. uh so yeah th- that's I really like this episode for its kind of gentle nature after what the previous episode put us through. Psychic. So
2: can... Yeah, I mean, I my, that was my favorite part too with the underwater antics. <laughs> they kept trying to bubble things. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see the friends come back and then, uh, you know, just kind of it was it was a little bit irreverent, but uh, it was cool seeing a sandy gas.
1: Yeah, that's true,
2: <laughs> and and the. Um, Uh, You know, it had a really bad temper, and I thought that was pretty hilarious. And that's, that's it for me.
0: All right, overall, it was a strong couple of weeks for the Pokemon anime. Of course, we are quite a ways behind the current run of the show, which I think episode 31 just aired. Um, hopefully the fan subs will keep coming and we can keep talking about it here, because otherwise it'll just be me ranting at the others about what happened as they get angry. Let's not do that. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Fleggy, why don't you talk about our Pokémon of the Week? All right. Well, keeping with
2: the theme of music and singing, uh, the Pokémon of the Week is Jigglypuff number 39, or in Japanese, Burin. Jigglypuff was originally a normal-type Pokémon up until Generation 7, or I'm sorry, Generation 6, where the Fairy-type was introduced, and it gained a Fairy subtype. So Jigglypuff is now a normal and Fairy-type Pokémon, it evolves from Jigglypuff when leveled up with High Friendship, and when exposed to a moonstone, becomes Wigglytuff, of course. Jigglypuff is described as a round pink ball with pointed ears and large blue eyes, rubbery balloon-like skin, and small stubby arms. It has a curled tuft of fur on the top of its head. It is filled with air, and when it is defeated, it deflates. It uses its eyes to mesmerize its opponents and will... Once it's done this, inflate its lawn and begin to sing a soothing lullaby. If the opponent resists falling to sleep, Jigglypuff will endanger its own life by continuing to sing until it runs out of air. That is dark. (laughs) The major anime appearances for Jigglypuff, of course, start with the song of Jigglypuff, where the, the Jigglypuff that we know and love is, you know introduced and continues pretty much throughout the rest of the original run of the series um once advanced generation started it appeared once and then uh but pretty much after johto didn't really show up as much but you know this is a jigglypuff that would sing and then um everyone fell asleep it would scribble on their faces just a really cute um ongoing gag there were a couple of minor appearances as well there was a giant jigglypuff on the ancient puzzle of Pokemopolis. There was a Jigglypuff in the uh, Pokemon contest that Marina owned in the Legend of Thunder OVA. Um, There was a Jigglypuff in the episode Rough Tough Jigglypuff, where a guy wants to catch one for his daughter's birthday. And then there's just a couple of other episodes here and there as well. I chose two Pokedex entries. One is the original from Red and Blue, which is when it's used... When its huge eyes light up, it sings a mysteriously soothing melody that lulls its enemies to sleep. And then I also chose a Sapphire one, which uh, references it putting its life in danger. When this Pokémon sings, it never pauses to breathe. If it is isn't a battle against an opponent that does not easily fall asleep, Jilly Puff cannot breathe in danger in it life Cute. you know i love those i know you know i love those darker pokemon entries uh very quickly sulker what do you think about jigglypuff Puff! all right <laughs> is that it yep okay <laughs> bye
0: i think i will decimate you at smash brothers using jigglypuff
2: oh yes of course uh it was very much needs to be noted that jigglypuff is one of the classics you know at this point of smash anything else All right, well, it's time to go into our Link Cables. We're going to start off with our feedback on the Pokémon of the week, Jigglypuff. Gym Leader Derek saying, Jiggly drawing on the characters' faces after they fall asleep will always be funny. Also one of my favorite Smash characters, happy, smiling, laughing emoji. JD says, I didn't really develop an appreciation for Jigglypuff until I played Smash, especially Melee. Now I love her, especially with a cute bow. Yeah, she does look cute in a little bow.
1: She do, though.
2: We also got some feedback about your favorite Poké themes. JD again saying that the Pokémon um, dance mix will always be my favorite song from the anime. Vicky Sue Robinson, no less. Yes. Disco Queen.
1: Sir. And
2: Asymmetrical Homo linked us the Pokémon Johto. So another fan of Pokémon Johto theme. Yes. Yes. So, thank you for your feedback. If you would like to give us feedback, you can subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, things like that. We like your Facebook likes, and we effing love Twitter. Uh, We we occasionally tumble.
1: We tumble a bunch.
2: And you could also email us at mail at Stabcast.org.
1: Mail at Stabcast.org.
2: And also, we recommend that you check
0: out some other podcasts. Yeah, you should go check out the Voice of Geeks Network over at VogNetwork.com where you can hear such shows as GameBooy.org. GameBooy.org. While well, myself and SlagKick talk about left of center gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar but most definitely should be. You should also check out the Ranger Pridecast where myself and Shane Olenko talk about the current season of the Power Rangers meta-series as well as a current season of the Super Sentai meta-series upon which it's based out of Japan. SlagKick, what else should people listen to?
2: Well, I recommend that people tune into Reading is Fundamental, the podcast for myself, Spike, Dovin from VG Realness, and Rob Roberts from the Voice of Geeks Network serve tea and dish on everything RuPaul's Drag Race on tea. We're actually going to be wrapping that up this week with uh, our look at the finale of season nine, so that will soon be going off season, but we bring it to you every season, yes, God, I'd also like to point you in the direction of Orange Lounge Radio, or OLR for short, where every gamer has a voice and to whom we basically owe our podcasting existence, featuring Rob Roberts, Dark Sakura, and Techmaster Loki over on the Voice of Geeks Network live every Sunday. Join them in live chat. Uh, they are legends. And I'd also like to shout out to the sister show to Game Booy, which is Anime Booy, your monthly port of call for. Anime news and recommendations that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Sucker.
1: It's super effective. PKM and Cast, the Pokemon website for news and reviews that explore the ins and outs of the Pokemon franchise. Covering the games, anime, and beyond. All this and a weekly podcast mythical mazes and arbs. taking two of the best aspects of geek life gm whitewing hosts a troop of unlikely heroes as they explore the pokemon world of the past with classic D D classes and villains sly kick i believe we have music
2: we do it's great our theme music is professor sycamore's theme as covered by nathan sharp aka nathan wants to battle he does lots of anime covers and parodies and fan dubs in the good way um as well as video game music, obviously, and you should go support him on YouTube, iTunes, and all that sort of thing.
0: Indeed. All right. All that having been said, my friends, it has been a lovely, lovely Monday night, if such a thing can possibly be. But it's time for us to let you go for a week or two. So uh, we will be back at you. We'll be talking about some fun stuff, possibly making amends to Pokken Tournament. But until then, keep catching. Keep catching. Keep catching. Keep training. Keep training. Keep training. And uh Pika Pikachu Pika Pika Pikachu Pika Pika Pikachu. Bulleting, get out of the
1: Hey, I know I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Oh Alola?
2: Alola? Alola